Welcome to today's interview where we get to dive into the fascinating world of house hacking. In this episode, we sit down with someone who is currently leveraging this type of real estate investing to optimize their living situation and build wealth in the process. House hacking, the strategic approach of using one's primary residence to generate income, has generated immense popularity among aspiring homeowners and investors alike. Our guest today shares invaluable insights, practical tips, and firsthand experiences shedding light on the power of house hacking as a means to achieve financial freedom and maximize the potential of one's property. Get ready to unlock the secrets of this innovative strategy and discover how it can revolutionize your approach to homeownership. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Welcome to the Financial Mirror, and thanks for joining me today as we continue to improve the one thing you can control yourselves. Here at the Financial Mirror, it's not about the numbers and spreadsheets alone, but transforming and educating you on money so you can make smart financial decisions. If this is your first time you are joining in, don't forget to hit subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they release. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, go ahead and hit the like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify, and those written comments go a long way in helping bring this message to more and more listeners. So today we have Kyle. Uh, he's been on the podcast before. And uh, previously, we were talking about investing and getting into into you know stock market and, and growing that aspect of his portfolio. Today, we are diving into another investment opportunity that he's jumped into, and I just wanted him to provide some insight because house hacking is growing in popularity. You heard it in the intro; it's becoming more and more of a a, a thing. The TikTok, the Instagram, the Facebook, the Meta, whatever they call it now is only making this a bigger market. And I just wanted you to get firsthand experience of what that's like. That's not good. That's not bad. It's just hearing someone that's doing it now uh, as a means to grow and invest in another aspect besides the stock market alone. So Kyle, thanks for joining us. Uh, and I really look forward to getting into this conversation. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So the the biggest thing here today uh, is I for those that may, I don't even remember, dude, I didn't even look at what number episode that was, but you were, you came on super early, uh, when I started this. So you were one of the first ones, um, catch everybody up, tell tell everybody where sort of how things are going and, and sort of get an introduce like an introduction to yourself of people that may not have heard that first episode. Okay. Uh, so, uh, since that first intro uh where i was in hawaii uh i have since moved back to my home state i've been gone for you know 17 20 years something like that so it's good to be back in my home state um and from from there i just i got in back into the uh the computer field i just went to a different aspect of it and really kind of deep dived into how to fix things for customers and it was a lot of there was a lot of face-to-face -face interaction, so it, it was good. Uh, it was a great learning experience. Uh, but I have since moved on from that, and I'm back to working uh, for the DoD. So it's been good. Very nice. Uh, so I kind of you know we don't have a ton of time together, um, right. but I I do want to make sure that that everyone sort of if 
you know, gives like a quick journey. You know, you start out, a lot of people talk about investing uh, and most people think of the stock market when they think of investing. Sort of what led you and, and sort of take us through that path that, that led you to start to think outside of just the stock market, but to start to think about dabbling in uh, real estate investing, you know, through house hacking specifically for you. But uh, what made you sort of start to have that transition or that light to say, this is another investing opportunity that I can accomplish? Sure. So it was actually a, a, a guy that I met in Hawaii. Um, this, you know, this kid was 10, 12 years younger than me and had his life more together than I did. And I was mm-hmm. like, I, I took a look at that and I was like, okay, that's what I want to do. I, I want to get in on kind of like the ground floor. It's not really the ground floor, but for me it is. So that that's where it got its start. So that's awesome. So the, you talked about the, um, that, that real estate investing strategy. What is it from, from just this outside perspective that you had? Cause obviously you weren't in the mix of, of him particularly, but what was that? What was so eye, eye candy ish of, of what you were looking at that made you, uh, aspire to sort of move toward doing that yourself? Well, um, he, he said one thing to me, um, that kind of just resonated with me for everything. It's like, uh, why don't, why don't you own a home and live rent free in it? And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my God, that that's brilliant. <laughs> so that, that's what really, really started it for me. Um, in terms of like, um, like what made me to go ahead and pursue it, um, well, I, I've been looking at my life and looking at, you know, retirement and all the things that are coming up in life. And I realized that unless I uh, win the lottery, I'm not going to have really anything to leave for my children. And so I started thinking in terms of this is not for me. This is generational wealth for my children. And that that's the real motivation behind it all. That's awesome. So for people that are not sort of familiar with it, uh, do you mind just giving like a quick explanation and the concept of house hacking to people that that may not have heard it or maybe they've heard it and they don't really understand it like how would you describe house hacking to to people uh, that are fairly new to the concept yeah sure uh so house hacking to me uh is uh i purchase a home and then i uh i let people rent out rooms uh from me while i live inside the residence um and that has to happen for at least the first year for, for the way that I'm doing it. I have to live here for the first year. Uh, I could then later go out and buy another home and repeat the process, then rent out the room that I'm currently residing in and just kind of rinse and repeat every year. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool, though, right? Because it's not this like there's no finish line. You could continue to do it over and over again. Uh, it, that's pretty awesome. But you, you moved from Hawaii. You got you moved to Texas. Um, and you started thinking about buying a home was house hacking. Were you looking for homes that you were able to do a house hacking, uh, investment type with, or did that sort of come after you had already uh, sort of got into the market of, of purchasing a home? No, that was very much, uh, to the forefront of my mind when I, uh, decided to purchase a home and it didn't take me long to decide I, I landed in Texas in March of uh, 2022, and I said, you know, I told my my dad, I was like, hey, this is my goal for the next 10 years, and I want to do this. I want to get it done. And with almost like nine months to the day, I was in my home that I had just purchased, and that's when the process really began. So from March to December, so um, I knew going in, like, this is 
this is what I'm going to do. And I had certain criteria that the house had to meet in order for me to, you know, go forward with that. So let's talk about that. How did you find that first property? What was some of that criteria that you were looking for uh, to make sure that this was going to be something that was, was going to be, you know, profitable, but more or less sustainable to, to be able to house hack? So I think the first uh, major, major thing that you really need to look into is to find a home that you can pay by yourself with absolutely zero help. Uh, you do not live beyond your means, uh, especially this early on. Right? Like as you get down the road and you got four or five houses and you got income coming in, that's a little bit different. You can you can take a bigger risk. But uh, right now, it was if all goes wrong and everything goes belly up, can I pay for this myself? And if that answer was no, or if that answer was I could, but I'd be extremely uncomfortable, I wasn't going to do it. So, um, and you when you do uh, like house hacking or you're going to purchase a home, you want the rooms big enough that they're not going to get a sense of claustrophobia. I mean, you can't ask someone to pay eight, nine, a thousand dollars a month for a six by eight. It's just yeah, not going to happen. So, that makes sense. So uh, I, I decided to go with um, three bedrooms and two bath. Um, and those bedrooms are actually a lot bigger. One's like a, a 10 by 10. The other one's like a 12 by 12. So just to put this in, into perspective for, for listeners, right? Like a lot of people like three by two would be sort of a single family primary residence, right? So how did you just thinking about that criteria that you were looking for? How did, how is your house kind of split up to allow for you to rent out versus what you live in? Okay, so uh, my master bedroom, my master suite, uh, it's pretty much like one third of the house. And, you know, it, it can be my man cave and I can just kind of go in and retreat into it and not ever really have to leave unless I want food. Um, and then the the other two bedrooms, they have their own full bath and everything. So it, it's it's pretty nice. It's uh, it's The bedrooms are on opposite sides of the hallway, but, you know, mine takes up this whole wing and then theirs takes up the other the other portion of it. So it's, it's nice and segregated, but we're still kind of in close proximity. Nice. The, I guess it's funny that you say that you say, you say my man cave, and then you, you, you give this, uh, this, uh, you're, you're the, the grammar, the grammar Nazi here, but the, I was going to say, I was going to say, uh, you give this, this, this like, uh, uh, an analogy. And then I was going to say that you were personifying it. I'm, I'm totally missing what I'm supposed to be trying to say here, but you say cave and then you went out only to get food. And it's almost like, it's like this, like scavenger, hunter, gatherer <laughs> yeah. type, type of yeah. thing. What would that actually be called? It's not personifying. It's not analogy. Like what would that be called? Like, um, you're putting me on the spot, Joe. So sorry, man. Okay. We'll you. take, we'll, we'll take that one offline. Then we'll, we'll chat right. GPT that. Uh, and figure out what that word is. But anyways, the the aspect of living with tenants is is scary for a lot of people. And you talked about how your house is sort of separated uh, to allow for people to have have some space, but not feel, you know, not completely be disconnected, right? Still one property. How do right. you handle the logistics of it? How, like, and, and I'm talking, you know, people don't want to share their deli meat out of their fridge, right? Do we have one refrigerator? Like how, what's sort of the logistics of living with a tenant that's on the same property? Like, how do you handle that? Well, um, I would first say, you know, what, what are the heels that you're willing to die upon and what is something that you can kind of just like, okay, that it sucks, but like, it doesn't really mean anything. Um, I'll give an example. Um, I briefly moved in 
when I started working here in San Antonio, I briefly moved in with someone and he, I didn't know this prior to, but he is a neat freak and everything has to be perfect. And if it's not perfect, he gets really out of shape. And uh, I didn't know this prior to moving in, like I said, but uh, I was not living up to his expectation of what he wanted. And I was just like, you know what, before we run a friendship here, let me, I'm just going to move back out and mm-hmm. let's start over. So you have to, I guess, like I said, like I was saying, you have to know which hills you're going to die upon. And like, I'm not going to be bent out of shape if not all the coffee grounds are flushed correctly down the sink, you know? So, um, in terms of like food and whatnot, um, I don't really eat a lot of, uh, pre-made food. I have to cook all of mine. Uh, and so since I'm on a carnivore diet, I have this, I, I bought a freezer and all my food is in this freezer. Got you. So mine's mine's completely segregated from everyone else. The only thing I've got in the refrigerator is eggs and milk, and and that's it. That's awesome. So whenever you talk about like the coffee grounds thing, did you know that coffee grounds bothers me? Is that is that why you chose that as an example? <laughs> no, I did not know oh. that's what. <laughs> yeah, like coffee grounds like makes me nauseous. Like like I love coffee. I love making coffee, but coffee grounds, the actual grounds after they're wet makes me nauseous it grosses me out so anyways i thought you knew that and and then i was like no oh, i didn't uh, okay that was an interesting no, example not. you went you went straight for the Sorry, straight for the heart it. on that one but yeah. <laughs> all good the did that so you talked a little bit about the lifestyle differences but did that did you have to change any part of your lifestyle or daily routines for living with someone else no not really um i'm kind of a, a hermit anyway so i keep to myself all the time um, and, but see, that's the thing about having a home and sharing it with it is cause there's common places, the living room, the kitchen that you're going to have to kind of just learn to, uh, communicate with your, you know, not guests, but your tenants, you know, um, like today, my tenant, um, she asked like, Hey, I need to do my laundry. Do you need it this morning? And I was like, no, 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 go ahead. I can, I can wait until later. You know, uh, it's, I haven't really had any like major, like, Oh my God, this is terrible. Uh, type situations. So, I mean, I can totally understand like, oh my God, this could be a disaster and now I'm stuck living with this person for a year until the contract's up or whatever. But yeah, nothing so far. That's awesome. Did, did like the, the, the aspect of, of finding a tenant though, were you very particular about who you were looking for? Um, or did you sort of take like a, like a, a shotgun approach and whoever, whoever came, you just were trying to fill a room. Uh, what's some of the things that you, you look for to screen those tenants to make sure that they were the right fit? Ooh, that's a good question. So, um, it's not like a, it's not like you're going out on a date and you kind of do this interview thing. Um, but, uh, there's a few things that I, I looked for, uh, financial stability, you know, uh, when, you know, I asked for the, last three months worth of pay stubs. Uh, I called the company to confirm that they, they have employment. Uh, and if they're willing to confirm, you know, how much they're making great, uh, do a background check. Um, I would say by the, uh, the yearly or the annual or the lifetime membership of being able to run background checks. Cause you know, you don't want a criminal moving in with you, or if you see right. a long history of fraud or whatever, you, you don't want to invite that into your home. Um, and point. lastly, I would say, I would say age. Um, and I, I hate to kind of sound elitist in that regard, but, um, 
generally speaking, statistically, uh, people who are older are going to be far more responsible, more mature. I don't necessarily want a college kid living in my home if he's still in that party phase or, you know, so those are some of the things that I look for. Um, I, you know, if they were military, I'd be like, Hey, I'm, I'm previous military. So, you know, come on in. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty good though, that you had, you had a set criteria kinda, uh, but not super like statically like strict almost like you, you had some flexibility in there, but you, you still had that, that aspect, which is awesome. Um, did you, did you have to turn anybody down? Just curious in, in terms of when you were sort of going through that? Um, no. So I, I got lucky on my first home and, uh, when I just mentioned it in passing, uh, to somebody, they're like, Oh, Hey, I would actually be interested in renting from you. Mm. And I was like, okay, yeah, that, that can work. Let's, let's talk about it. And, you know, since I knew this person, we could go more in depth of, you know, Hey, this is what I'm really looking for. This is, you know, my trajectory in life. And so uh, I actually lucked out, um, really, really good on this first go around. So two questions. First question being, you talked about having an annual membership to be able to run background checks. Um, what are some of the companies, or maybe if you want to name drop the company that you went with to sort of run that, uh, that being one, the first question, the second question being for, if you had not gotten that lucky, right. Just to, to in passing, find somebody, what are some of the thoughts or ideas you had around trying to fill that vacancy? Um, well, I, I cannot speak to the first one cause I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but, what was the second part of the question? Specifically, if you didn't have that name drop uh, that you or that um, that just in passing vacancy field that you got, how had you thought about sort of marketing to say, hey, I have a room available. Um, are you interested? Like, where were you planning on posting it? Where are you planning on on trying to get that vacancy field from? OK, uh, so there's several different places. Uh, Zillowapartments.com. Uh, there's a couple of other ones that I, I can't pull off the top of my head. Um, and I would just word it uh, in a way of like, because I do have a very quiet neighborhood. There's, uh, you know, at least half the houses are like old retirees. So um, also location. Um, when you say, hey, I'm in this area, um, that also gives off the vibes of what you're looking for. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I can't really go into you know much more detail than that, but yeah, definitely the Zillows and the apartment.com and and whatever else. Uh, I would I would say is that if you're trying to sell your home on a paragraph, make sure that every word counts and that you go over it you know five, ten, twenty times to rewrite that until it's perfection. That's good, and that's good uh, leverage for right because if you're not getting any hits, it's your it's your marketing that's not getting you the hits. The people are looking. Right. You got it. You got to sell it. So that, that's a good point. Did Let's jump into your personal finances, um, not you oh. as an individual, but but how has this helped your personal finances, right? Um, as a as just this like obviously a wealth building avenue, how has it impacted you so far from a personal finance perspective? Well, um, from a personal financial perspective, it's actually been kind of the opposite of positive. Um, I wouldn't say like overtly negative or anything. I'm still getting my house paid for. And the, the money that I'm bringing in every month for my job is freed up and I'm allowed to do uh, little 
projects around the house, upkeep that needs to be done. So I have, since I've moved in, every month I have tackled one big project uh, awesome. that, you know, that costs a pretty penny. It's, it's not cheap. But uh, the way I look at it is that I'm not losing money. Um, I'm, I'm actually investing into my property so that when I get it appraised again, it's going to appraise for a lot more. Um, also, I look, you got to look at it from the aspect of if you save all your receipts, you can use these as tax write-offs uh, on the next year. So I'm, I'm going to be uh, doing that for 2023 for the next tax season. So on one hand, money's going out. But on the other hand, your, your, your value. Yeah. And that home, that home's appreciating, you know, while someone else is paying, paying down the mortgage, which is awesome. Um, so if if someone was, was, uh, you know, you, you talked a little bit, if someone was super, super excited about house hacking, right. You've talked, you talked a lot of good stuff. Um, the one thing that, that you said that really just, you know, sparked my interest was you said you're constantly doing things, you know, projects around the house. And I think that that's so, so vitally important for people to hear because the fact that most people think they're going to get into this house and that's the last expense they had, right? Like they're going to buy the house. (laughs) They're going to, they're going to get these people in their rooms and then that's that's going to be, that's it. Right. And, and that's not the case. No, not at all. Um, yeah. So I think this goes back to, this was my first home that I've purchased ever. So, uh, I've, really wasn't aware of what to look for. Uh, now that I've purchased this home, um, I see all the things that I've missed. And so when I go to buy the next home, you know, I'll be that much more savvy uh, and be that much more, uh, scrutinize it that much more when I go to look at my next piece of property. But at the same time, um, if you know, this is one big giant learning lesson for me, but also at the same time, it's providing me with unique opportunities to increase my skill, to learn what really matters when it comes to improving your home. Like, okay, this is, this is kind of important, but that can wait. This is really important. We need to get this fixed. Yeah. And so many times people think that, you know, when they're looking at real estate and this isn't just from a house hacking, this is not, this is much bigger than even real estate investing. This is like just people buying primary residences. They're like, Oh, I don't like that. The the walls are green. And you're like, what? The walls are green. You can, you can paint the walls for less than 200 bucks. Like just do it yourself. Like it's super easy. Like you mean Mm -hmm. to tell me you're going to go choose this other house that is, is this is the perfect home, but you don't like the walls, the wall color. Uh, so you're just going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that house. Cause you know, I, I don't, I don't like polka dotted walls or I don't like shag carpets, you know, like, like what? Um, but that, you know, that, that's a deep dive and we, we won't have to get into that, but I, I just thought it was funny cause that's, there's so many times that, you know, you can look at the wrong thing, even, even houses that I've bought, like you can look at the wrong thing and, and, and just be like, man, like that didn't even matter. Like I, th- I thought that mattered and it really didn't. What's, what's the yeah, biggest uh, thing that you, that you think you overlooked in the house you got now? Oh, uh, man, it's not just one. It's not just one thing. Um, unfortunately, each time that I came to look at the home, um, it was so dark that I couldn't go outside and, and walk around the backyard and like really see the backyard. And uh, it was only until after I bought it that I went out and walked the backyard and there was just glass mm. everywhere, shattered glass. Uh, there was junk. I mean, the grass was really high. It hadn't been mowed in months. Uh, and it was hiding a lot of garbage and 
it, it was uh, it's pretty bad. I'm it's still a work in process. It, it is a priority. It's just not my number one priority. Right. Um, and I've you know like uh, a week or two ago, I paid someone to come scrape my yard with the bobcat, and what that means is that he's going to take up the top you know, maybe three inches of the dirt. And I'm hoping to get the majority of the glass out of here uh, when he scrapes. Unfortunately, now that he's moved that dirt, I see more glass, but it's not near as much as it was. So, uh, you know, this is going to be a, a long drawn out process. I'm probably going to be doing it for the rest of the year, picking up glass. And then I've got to bring dirt in and have them, you know, scrape or not scrape it, but smooth it back to where it has this uh, nice gradient away from the house. So when it rains, water's mm. not coming into my home. So, I mean, uh, I mean, here's another one, uh, the attic. Uh, I never looked up in the attic. I'm like, why would I need to look up in the attic? All uh, right. Well, there was trash and garbage as far as the eye could see. It was so much that you couldn't see the rafters in the floor or the plywoods going on uh, under the boards, so uh, under the trash. So I looked up in there, and I was like, oh, my God, this is going to take me forever to fix so uh, luckily, one of my tenants is a, a younger gentleman, and I said, hey, I tell you what, I'm going to make you a deal. If you put in an hour's worth of work with me on projects that I deem like this is what I want, um, I will take $20 off of your rent for every hour. And so I can get five hours of work from him. He can take $100 off of his rent. It's a win-win. Wow. You know, you got to sacrifice a little bit in the short term to make a long-term game. So Yeah. No, that's a really good idea, by the way, uh, for people that are out there is, you know, using the, using your tenants as, you know, they kind of live in the property too. They, they have some skin in the game, right? So, I mean, they don't want to live in junk. Uh, so just take some money off their rent. That's, that's totally awesome. That's a, that's a cool way to do that. Uh, if you, if you had to give someone some advice, if they were wanting to get into house hacking for the very first time, what, what would be the advice that you would give them? Uh, just going through all some of the challenges that, that you've been through and some of the, the, the wins you've had as well. Uh, number one, the most important, do not live beyond your means. Uh, again, if it goes all belly up and, you know, your tenants just, you know, they, they never pay you or they just run off or whatever the case may be, you can uh, afford that home on your own. And, and I'm not talking about like, yeah, I can squeak by. No, I'm talking about you want a nice cushion between how much you're bringing in to how much is going out for the house itself. Um, two, I would say networking. Uh, know people who have skills. I, I got lucky. I moved in next door to a carpenter who's been wow. a master carpenter for like 30 years. And so I had these little projects around the house that I can't do. Uh, I'm not a carpenter, but he can. And so he's, he's come in. He's like, hey, you provide me with the supplies and I will come in and I will do it for just labor cost. And, you know, he, he saved me, I don't know how many hundreds, if not thousands Jeez, of dollars. Dude. Lucky you. Yeah. And, and another, another one is I had a, a sewer pipe break uh, coming out of my home. Uh, and, and my brother, that's, that's something that he used to do for a living. So he still knows how to do that. He can operate a backhoe or an excavator. And, and so uh, the plumbing company wanted to charge me like 3500 for a grand to, to do it. And between me and him and renting out uh, the excavator, it was like $1,000. Wow. So working. networking is definitely uh, a really big thing. And lastly, uh, talk to all the people who own homes. Ask them what to look for. And then make sure that when you're inspecting your home, you look for those trouble spots. I mean, my, my dad used to say, hey, 
make sure you turn on the faucet and flush the toilet, make sure it works. I'm like, okay, why wouldn't a toilet work? But no, I mean, yeah, you, you never valid. think about it. Yeah. So yeah, look, look in the places where they don't think you're going to look, check the attic. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. We had, uh, you, you talked about the glass in the backyard. We, at the house that we just bought, uh, there was a, a spot in the back that had bamboo. They, someone had planted mm. bamboo. Uh, and we all know bamboo is a very invasive species and it will, it will just march its way as far as it, as it wants to. Right. And it's funny right. because there's an irrigation, um, spot right under it. So mm-hmm. it's getting tons and tons of water <laughs> to grow and fester. Right. So we have this backyard and we have this bamboo and I cut it all down and I had to lay tarps over it. And now we're going to have to leave those tarps there for months, uh, probably till winter, just to try to kill off that bamboo to prevent it from, mm. from moving around. So, you know, like you don't really think about that until it's time yeah. to get rid of it. Um, and when you're looking at the house, you're, you, you kind of look past that, but those are little things that you have to think about because uh, that's your problem. Once you sign that dotted line, yes, that's your is. problem. So I, I as we wrap this kind of up, I, I want to know about what, how are you managing from a house hacking pr- perspective? How do you manage like things like rent collection uh, and, and other requirements that you ask of your tenant, whether that be that you require them to have rental insurance or whatever the case may be, how do you sort of handle those financial aspects with your tenant? So again, I got really lucky with this first go around with people that I know. So it, it's never been an issue. Um, I haven't even had to ask for the rent to be paid. It's always been in my account on the first of the month. Um, you can hire property managers to do all this stuff for you and Generally speaking, it's like five or 10% of the monthly rent uh, that you have to pay to them. Um, but coming in at this first time around, I was like, why do I want to pay? Like, let's just say I rented a room for $1,000. Why would I want to give $100 to some other company right. to do this for me when I know these people? Now, later down the road, if it's, you know, I'm having to do use people that I don't know, then yeah, I might reevaluate that. So. Yeah, I do. I have to pay 10% for, for my rental, uh, that, that, you know, I, I don't, I don't know the tenant. I don't, I don't know who lives there. I don't see the, the rent money, but that does not mean, and I'm going to talk about this in, a, in an upcoming episode, but that does not mean that it's passive income. There's nothing passive about that. I still get hit with every problem and I still have to answer those questions just as if I was managing. Mm-hmm. The only thing they do is screen tenants and collect rent. That's it. They, they handled the yeah. day-to-day calls, but you still are actively involved in that property. I don't care if you hire property management or not. And I'm talking to listeners out there that think that rental properties are passive income. They're totally not passive. It takes tons and tons of your time, which you cannot get back. So um, it sounds like house hacking is very similar in that you, mm-hmm. there's still aspects that you need to actively be involved in. So the, the last piece that I really want to wrap up with is we, we kind of talked about uh, – your, the journey you've taken through house hacking and you've talked about the good and the bad. And I appreciate you bringing up both because so many times YouTube videos and podcasts and all that people only talk about all these great things about house hacking, but how has house hacking affected your future financial goals? And what does, what is, how is, is house hacking built into your, your future in terms of continuing to grow? Are you, are you going to continue to buy properties uh, what does that kind of look like? What is your future plans and goals kind of, if you could wrap them up in a few sentences, yeah. what would that be? Um, well, I, I'm still investing. Um, I'm not 
actively purchasing anything, but I am putting money away into my account. So when I do come across a really good buy or when the, when, when the stock market dips, you, you buy low, you sell high. Uh, so I'm still, I'm still putting money away. Um, sometimes it gets a little tight, um, you know, but I, I never want to try to stop that gravy chain from, from growing. Uh, in terms of what my future is for house hacking, uh, yes, I'm, I'm going to buy uh, another home and then another one after that and another one after that. Uh, the difference between uh, me and most other house hackers is that since I'm a vet, I can do a VA loan and that means no money down. This allows me to be able to do this process. Um, but I have my VA loan and then I have to convert it over to a conventional loan. Mm -hmm. And then I can apply for my VA loan and go out and get my next house, no money down. Uh, this allows me to do that. Um, and so, and again, when I leave this home, uh, I'm going to be renting out my, my master room. And by then, if I can get all three of these rooms, you know, rented out, I can actually lower the rental cost of my rooms to make right. it more enticing for uh, for more people to like. Okay, yeah, I want to live there. Instead of let's just say again a thousand, if my room was going for a thousand, I can drop that down to eight hundred or seven fifty because now I'm renting out my master room, and between all three of them, I can keep my house full. I can keep the money flowing. I can go buy my next home. I can get another tenant to come in, and it's just a rinse and repeat every year. That is awesome, man. That is totally awesome. Well, I'm, I'm happy that, that you, you've sort of jumped into that. Um, you know, you, you've, you are a, 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 a man of, of courage and hard work and, and it continues to be displayed. So, you know, I applaud you for, for that. Um, house hacking really is for, for all the listeners out there, you've, you've heard straight, straight from Kyle, that house hacking is a very powerful real estate strategy. You can absolutely build tons of wealth. You've heard him talk about how he's going to continue to, to grow and build his, his whole entire real estate portfolio of, of properties. Um, and, and that's, that's really going to benefit his future. He talked about his, his, his ability to, to, to provide for his family, you know, generationally, um, uh, in the future. So building those, those aspects into your, into your portfolio is awesome. Just don't forget all the, all the, you know, challenges that he, he has to come over as well, uh, to get to some of those success. So, Kyle, I appreciate you you really running through this. You know, you talked a lot about the positive relationships that you need to have, not only with your tenants, but with with other people that can help you uh, to make sure your property stays, a, you know, in a, in a good spot. You know, to to have great uh, techniques for for finding tenants, but also being able to manage tenants. Um, so all of this has been super insightful, and I know I know listeners out there are, will find value in it. So I appreciate you coming on and taking the time out to to dive in and go through this. I think that it'll be very, very beneficial and, and, and help out somebody out there that was considering this for their future. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And I hope a lot of people find some information with that. You bet. Now, if you are ready to take control of your finances and possibly you want to get into house hacking, you want to figure out what it's like to start to house hack, look no further than the financial mirror. Just head over to the and hit book. Now in the middle of the screen, you can get a free consultation with me it only takes 15 minutes of your time. And we'll decide if a financial coach is right for you. And if it is, we'll get you started on a plan to reach whatever financial goal that you are trying to achieve. It could be down payments. It could be investing. It could be retirement. It could be getting out of that debt. So you can start to buy a house, whatever the case is, we can get you there. 
If you do want to give an extra dose of support to the stream, head over to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop and pick up some awesome Financial Mirror gear. I truly appreciate everyone tuning in today. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review and a written comment. All those go a long way. Till next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.